0: American soccer fans, welcome to episode 33 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here, co-manager of Stars and Stripes FC, your source for all things American soccer from the national teams to the leagues and the players that play in them. We took a break last week for the holidays uh, to relax and decompress a bit. I hope everyone had a great Christmas and for my people that you're having a fulfilling start to the Kwanzaa holiday. As we record here on December 29th, today is the fourth day of Kwanzaa. And the principle of this day is ujama, which means uplifting our community economically. It's a principle that follows yesterday's principle, Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. I think it's a principle that extends beyond Kwanzaa and something we can all strive to improve in the coming year. On this episode, we have some rumors about who the women's national team could face during she believes. And on the men's side, we do a fun exercise on who we'd like to see the team play in friendlies in 2021, but we start with the women's national team. It's unclear at this point whether there will be a She Believes Cup in 2021. The COVID-19 pandemic doesn't really give us the luxury of knowing anything at this time. But we have heard some speculation on who the women's national team could face if this tournament occurs. And those teams are Brazil, Japan, and Norway. In the past, we've seen teams like England and Germany and France. Japan and Brazil have also featured. And last year, we welcomed Spain to the United States for the annual tournament. But this next one was always going to be different. England is intent on doing their own version of She Cup at home this year. And France and Germany have not been involved in recent years. Plus, with the pandemic, it figured to be difficult to convince some of the best teams in the world to come to the United States to play a series of matches against the World Cup champs we really don't know who would want to come and that probably had a lot to do with the teams that are being rumored to come so if this lineup ends up being Brazil, Japan and Norway that's pretty good the most intriguing though of these matchups may be Norway mostly because it's a team that we've faced a ton over the years but not so much recently the last time we faced Norway who is currently ranked 11th in the world was June 2017 we faced them in Norway and won one nothing. The women's national team have faced Norway 50 times in their history. The only teams they have faced more is Canada and China, both of which we faced 60 times. But Norway is an intriguing matchup because of the unfamiliarity to many fans who have followed this team the past five years or so. Brazil, though, is, an, is always a great opponent. They're always strong. They last played the women's national team during She Believes in 2019. That was a 1-0 victory for the U.S., They've also played several times during the Tournament of Nations, which, of course, will not be happening this year due to the rescheduled Olympics. And we don't know, but it could be one of the final times we see the women's national team play against Brazilian legends Marta, Cristian, and Formiga. Well, maybe not Formiga. She's timeless. She's probably going to play for another, like, three decades if if she wants. But Brazil always is a contender for any competition they enter. And their team, obviously, that the women's national team could see In Tokyo for the Olympics. They're ranked number 8th in the world. And finally, there is Japan. We last faced them all the way back on March 11th. Literally, the two teams were on the field when the sports world began to shut down. And the Rudy Gobert incident happened and and everything came to a pause. The women's national team won that match 3-1 to capture the She Believes trophy. And Japan has still stayed in the top 10 in the world. Right now they're ranked 10th. As we all know, they're hosting the Olympics this summer. This will be a test because Japan is going to want to put on a good showing for the home nation and bring home that gold medal. And on top of everything, every time we face Japan, it's always a tight game, but extremely fun to watch. So let's hope that She Believes Cup can be played safely. And if it is, we get nice slate of matches to test our women's national team in advance of the Olympics. We can only hope that it remains safe enough for them to play when this tournament is supposed to kick off in February. Coming up, we play a game of who could be fun, friendly opponents for the men's national team in 2021. And I end with a New Year's wish for us all. We'll pause first for a quick break. are back, and this segment I quickly wanted to hypothesize for a couple of minutes. The men's national team has a very busy year in 2021. They have the Nations League playoffs, they have the Gold Cup this summer, and of course, World Cup qualifying is set to begin in September. On the youth, you also have the U23s attempting to qualify for the Olympics for the first time since 2008, and if they make it, they will join the women in Tokyo this summer. But Before the men's national team get to the important matches, they're going to have a couple of opportunities for friendlies to fine-tune their roster and to allow Greg Berhalter and his staff to get a good look at players to see who they're going to rely on for all these other matches. They'll have a match for January camp. They'll have the March window where they can schedule a couple of friendlies. They'll also have the second half of the June window. Remember, June has a double window. After the Nations League playoffs, which will be that first half, they'll have an opportunity to get a couple of matches. And you have to think that even though there's no window, they're going to attempt to schedule a friendly or two before the beginning of the Gold Cup in July. So who could the men's national team play that could give us some different looks? Well, there's already rumor that for January camp, the men's national team will face Serbia. It's a team we faced before in a January camp match all the way back in 2017. Out in San Diego, it was a scoreless draw back then. But it would be a decent matchup for a January camp match. Serbia's ranked 30th in the world. That's pretty decent. The United States ranked 22nd. That would be a formidable matchup, even if both teams aren't bringing in their best players because it's outside of a window. In March, there is a FIFA window, and they could have quite a few options because UEFA will have a three-match window for World Cup qualifying. They also have five groups in their World Cup qualifying that have five teams in them. What does that mean? It means in those groups, on each match date, there is always a team open to play. So that presents a lot of options. And Asia also has some teams with open dates due to odd groups in World Cup qualifying for them. Each group in World Cup qualifying in the Asian Federation is five teams. So again, one team will always be available on each match date that they have. So who could we schedule? And, and again... I'm just listing the teams that are available at a particular time. And this these teams may not want to play. There may be other factors involved. They may have friendlies already scheduled. But at least they're open on these dates as of right now. So I'm going to break this down for March into the three match dates for UEFA. Usually the first couple of days of the, of the camp, one right in the middle, and one on the very last day of that window. In March, that first match date, We have a few teams that are available. Belarus, Kazakhstan, Lithuania, Kosovo, Luxembourg, and on the Asian side, Syria, Jordan, Iraq, Uzbekistan, Oman, Kyrgyzstan. So we have some teams that are available. They may not be the best teams. They're not heavy hitters. Belarus might be the best of this bunch, but at least you have an option there. There may be other teams that open up due to World Cup qualifying moving around. We obviously won't know a lot right now, but as we move forward, this is who is available in that first few days of that March window. Stick to the middle of it. We have Wales, who we, of course, just faced in November. Bosnia and Herzegovina, an f- opponent we've faced in the past recently. Northern Ireland, who we've never faced. Greece, who we've only faced once or twice in our, in our entire history. Azerbaijan, Philippines, Chinese Taipei, which is Taiwan, Bahrain, Palestine, and Qatar, who we've never faced as well. Of course, Qatar is hosting the 2022 World Cup. And then finally, we round out with India, Bangladesh, and Tajikistan. So that middle window actually has some teams that are interesting. Northern Ireland, Greece, teams that we've never faced or haven't really faced before. If we want to have an Asian team, we can bring in Qatar. Or even if we really want to go off off the beaten path and, and out of the box a little bit, India, a team who obviously is not as great as the others, but... U.S. versus India is a headline that will resonate throughout the sports world. And then finally, that third window in March, you have only a few teams in in Europe that are free. Ireland being the biggest one, Sweden, Switzerland, Finland, and Estonia. So from these three windows, these three windows within a window, I should say, we have some interesting options. You know, again, we've faced Ireland in the past. Sweden is a team we haven't faced in a while, Switzerland as well we haven't faced in a while, Finland a team we haven't faced in a while, and Estonia a team who I do not think we have ever faced. So in in that window you can take you know these three dates and mark down two teams because really that's how it's going to match up with us and I think you have an idea of who the team could probably schedule in March. Again, those games will probably be in Europe. I don't think you're going to get any of those teams to come to the United States and play. So it looks like if they're going to go out and get some teams that are in Europe or in Asia, Europe will be where that camp will be. Now, mind you, there are some CONCACAF teams that are available. I'm not mentioning them because we're going to be facing a lot of CONCACAF this year. Uh, as you as all know, we have the Gold Cup, we have the Nations League, we have World Cup qualifying. So my bet and my hope, and I think all of you would agree, is that we test ourselves against some teams outside of this confederation to prepare us for the gruel and the grind that awaits us, especially when it comes to World Cup qualifying in September. Africa, notice I didn't mention any African teams. They will be completing their Africa Cup of Nations qualifying. And, of course, South America will be in World Cup qualifying so they are out for March. Now let's fast forward to June, that second June window after Nations League is complete. That could be a great time to actually go to Asia or at least get a couple of teams from Asia to possibly come to the United States. Copa America and Euros will be starting so that rules out South America and Europe and Africa will be beginning World Cup qualifying and there don't appear at this time to be any teams with open match dates during that second window so Here are the Asian teams that we know that have open dates. Think generally between June 8th and June 17th of 2021. You have Guam, Nepal, Cambodia, Singapore, Mongolia, Indonesia, and Sri Lanka. Of course, those teams aren't heavy hitters by any stretch. Those are teams that you would expect the United States to beat. But if you're looking for teams, they are open. And it may not be the best test for us, but it may be a chance for us to bring in Some and evaluate some talent, particularly from Europe, as those seasons end, test them against a team that theoretically would be on the lesser side uh, of quality. They could try to pull a team from Europe that's not playing in the Euros. you got Northern Ireland, Bulgaria, or Albania, who we've never faced. You've also got teams like Greece, Slovenia, Romania, Norway, Iceland, or even Israel. But would UEFA allow a team not in Euros to play during the tournament? that remains to be seen so that June window again right after Nations League let's see who they try to bring in or if they go on the road if it's safe at that point to do so now we go to right before the Gold Cup again usually that's not a window but we do have about 10 days where the team likes to organize and sometimes they organize a friendly or two we've seen it in the past Almost every single Gold Cup in the last 20 years has had a friendly right before it, at least one, where the team uses that to kind of prepare for what the Gold Cup will be expecting. And usually it involves teams that could be from CONCACAF, but they couldn't bring in other teams from Africa to have a competitive friendly. Someone like Senegal, who they've never played before, the Ivory Coast, they've only faced the U.S. once in their history. Or bring in Nigeria, who remarkably, you may have remembered them playing back in 2014, but they've only faced the U.S. twice, ever. You could also try to find a team who we haven't really played much in the past, Morocco, Tunisia, South Africa, Cameroon, or Algeria. Teams that are names here in the United States where people will go, hmm, that's a good matchup, but also these teams are very, very good and could present a different side of an opponent that we rarely get to see here in the United States. The last time we faced an African team in the United States was that Ghana game win before the 2017 gold cup. So these are some of the teams that the men's national team could schedule in 2021. Of course, again, like I mentioned, there's also teams in CONCACAF. We undoubtedly may see one of these teams, but hopefully because we see so much of them this year that the men's national team, Greg Berhalter, and U.S. Soccer decide to schedule some other opponents. Who do you want to see the team play in 2021 that's available during these windows? Hit the comments on the post for this episode and tell us there. A note before we close out this show. So the next time we do this, 2020 will be in the past and our present will be 2021. So, from all of us at Stars and Stripes FC, I want to say Happy New Year, but I feel like saying Happy New Year takes on a new meaning after this tumultuous year where we all lost a lot. It seems like 2020 just burned everything we knew to the ground, but we also know that the phoenix rises from the ashes, and honestly, life owes us a hell of a lot in 2021. All of us. Before 2020, people used to gather and wish that the next year would be the best year of our lives. I don't necessarily want that for myself or for all of you out there listening. I want 2021 to be the strongest year of our lives. Give us the strength to endure this pandemic. The finish line is on the horizon with the vaccine distribution underway. Let's have the fortitude to stay the course and make sure we're all doing what we need to be doing to end this thing. And so the new normal can return because the old normal is long gone. Let's have the strength and courage to learn from 2020 as much as it dished at us so that we can improve in 2021 not just in soccer but in life as a community as a people individually and collectively let's have the strength to understand that the road in life is sometimes paved but sometimes you hit loose gravel there will be points on the soccer field for our teams next year where they hit the loose gravel and that's not a reason to steer the car into the ditch we stay on the road we stay the course We have the steadiness to keep going and know that the lessons we learn along the way will help us reach the destination we seek. For the men, that's qualifying for the 2022 World Cup. For the women, it's winning Olympic gold. Off the field, let's continue the conversation. Let's continue to grow as a community. As a community, individually and collectively, let's have the tenacity to keep that passion burning bright to support all our teams and all the players in these pools on the field and as human beings. Let's get behind what they're passionate about. Things that affect not just the daily lives of these players, but of fans as well. Let's keep growing. Let's keep striving to learn and know more tomorrow than what we did today. Let's improve our insight and learn how to keep on the path to success as a soccer nation. Let's not push our federation and our leagues because it's the fun or snarky thing to do, but because we want this federation and our soccer leagues to be the best they possibly can be. Finally, Let's have the vigor to invest our time in the beautiful game in our communities to increase accessibility and to expand opportunity. Let's make it so we aren't developing the next Christian Pulisic, the next DeMarcus Beasley, or the next Tyler Adams, but that we give each child the chance to be the first one of them to make an impact on American soccer and the soccer world. Because if we could do all these things, 2021 will be the strongest this country has seen, both on the field and off. And that is what I wish most for each of you, and especially for me. That's going to do it for episode 33 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. I hope all of you stay safe out there and continue to enjoy the holidays. Happy New Year. We'll be back next week, a new year, and the start of building that strength that we know we're going to need to keep moving forward. So until then, take care.